talk to you um, tonight about spiritual riches, because I do, I do feel like the Lord had something on that, and it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with stewardship and how we're going to receive, but I, I, want us to, I want us to just have a perspective, because I feel like as we go into, I was thinking about all that the Lord has been doing over the last, we'll just say three months. I feel like the last quarter we left the Lord's been doing strong things in this house, and I feel like God's done um, above and beyond what we could ask, think, or imagine. Amen? Amen. Always, always. And, and I feel like there has been so much that has been given to us and that the Lord is wanting us to steward well what he's already done. Amen? And I just want to remind us what the kingdom is about, right? Paul says it this way. He said the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but it's it's living, it's, but it's of living a good life, a life of goodness or righteousness, right? And peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I started thinking about these things because really in our life, how many God, know God wants us to live with the first thing? The first thing that we really need to access with the Lord is when Jesus came, he gave us peace. I mean, he came as the Prince of Peace. And I think of the Christmas season, and when I think of Christmas, I think, you know, joy to the world, the, you know, the, the, the Savior reigns. And this, these are the things that I begin to think about is joy and peace. And these are the things that are, are, are just immediately connected with the kingdom and kingdom life. And I just want to encourage you in this room to walk in peace in 2022. No, really, we need to really look at this because I feel like the Lord is saying, do not become uneasy in the things that are, are all going on all around you. How, how many know that we got some stuff happening? And, and, the, and the reality is God is saying, I want you to live in this place of peace. Turmoil and tension and all these things that go on inside of us, even, in, even listening to the, you know, I don't really listen to the news a whole lot. But when I do, it, I just begin to get agitated because none of it's good. And so as believers, how many are believers in the room? Come on. <laughs> Believing believers, we need to act in, in accordance to what the Bible says. And the Bible says that I'm to carry this place of peace. I'm telling you miracles flow from a place of peace. <laughs> as the Lord puts this love, and, and we were talking about this this week, that I feel like the the love that Paul was speaking about that, that's being opened up to us as believers as we walk in this perfect love that all the rest of the fruits of the Spirit follow those things. Amen? And so if, if the love of God is not poured out and shed abroad on our hearts, how can I tell? Because I don't love the people around me. Oh, I get aggravated easy, and I don't love people. Come on. I'm not confessing that, but I'm just saying I I'm, I'm moving in this place that God is trying to pull me into his love language, that my life is, is the epitome of, of loving those around me, right? And so the Lord is totally looking for us to walk in this place of peace, and, and, and Proverbs 4 says this. It says uh, in 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And I'm just going to hit some things t tonight, and I, I, I say I won't keep you long, but that could be, you know, I don't know. But I, I realize this, that the Spirit of God is wanting us to guard our hearts. He wants us to, with our hearts, be diligent and look at the things that we begin to proclaim over our own lives. It starts there, and it also, it, it, it perpetuates to people around us. Ready? Because God doesn't want us cursing the situations around us, right? If, 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 there's not a, if we don't see or sense a revived atmosphere around us, how many, how many know they're responsible for reviving the atmosphere around them? I'm telling you, God is really going to test us on this, and I believe that the Lord is, is opening doors for us, every person in this room, that we walk in this place of diligent. I, I want to a, a dil have a diligent heart. So that out of it flow springs of life. 
It, it's interesting. <laughs> we have two situations. If I think of Jesus, ready? We'll just talk about the king for a moment. <laughs> We're in church. I, I, did, I was thinking about his, his in, how he engaged with Nicodemus and then how he engaged, really only a chapter later, with, with the woman at the well. One was a religious person. And he said, the only way, the only way for you to see the kingdom is to, what? Be born again. Yes, you got it. <laughs> no, born again. What does that mean? That means I am born from above, and that means my per perspective is from above. Right? So he speaks to a religious person. He wasn't talking to the, to the Samaritan woman. He's talking to a religious person. Come on, somebody. About being born again. Someone who studied the scriptures, someone who wasn't like, someone who was thought of as a holy person. I don't know. I just started, you ever read the Bible and then you just, all of a sudden, God begins to reveal truth to you. And I realized this, that as, it, as he goes down the street and goes into meet with the, the woman at the well, he says, listen, he just begins to ask questions. He didn't say, you need to be born again. I thought that was strange, right? I'm thinking, wow, you say to the religious person, you need to be born again, but you say to the woman who's, who's totally lost and I, probably idolatry, the, into idolatry and all kinds of other things, who had, you know, it was evident that she was a sinner. She wasn't. But he says to her, listen, do you know, who, do you know the gift that's with you? And I just wanted to, it's all about Jesus' heart, right? And it's about how he flowed. And, and what's, what's my point? Listen, there is a, there is a way that we are, we're going to address the world. And they are looking for a drink. Oh, and they don't know where to get the water, but you have it. And I'm telling you, there has to be a perspective and a change. I know we need to get free from things, but we need to start thinking outside of ourselves. And, and, and it can't be all about me, 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 and my, 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 because God wants to bring us into you and them and everyone else. Because I have to have a perspective towards eternity. And I felt like when I saw the Lord coming, like, I really feel like we live in this place where I, I feel like we're in this awesome season. Like, just like when Jesus, Mary and, I should say, Mary and Joseph were taking you know, they were pregnant with, with the Christ. I'll say they. <laughs> but they were, they, were, they were about to bring Christ to the earth. And they were looking to deliver the Lord someplace. And everything was taken care of for them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about spiritual riches. Because their eyes were focused on, play, on other things, like taking care of what God had already put in them. And, and even in the return of the Lord, you have within you spiritual riches in Christ that you really don't have any, we don't have any fathom of, I don't have real true understanding of really what I have. Like for me to even articulate it to you tonight, it's like how do we talk about spiritual riches what is the very thing? Is it healing? Is it miracles? No, no, it's, it's some of it. But, but there's, a, there's a currency that God wants us to use, and it comes out of the, the flow of our heart. Amen? And I just, I, I feel like the Lord said to me this, and, I, and I'll probably repeat this again, but this was the, the word that the Lord gave me. Personally, I feel like the Lord, I, the only place I'm completely sufficient in life is the place where I'm completely yielded and obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'll read it again. The only place I'm completely sufficient in life is where I'm completely yielded and obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That means I'm not smug with my, wor my words. That means I don't do things out of... Out of um, out of spite towards people. It means I, I don't even do things just to please people. Ready? It, it, it's like, 
It's like this statement I read this week. Oh, my goodness. It was Oswald Chambers said, the remarkable thing about God is when you fear him, you don't fear anything else. Whereas when you don't fear God, you fear everything else. And I'm telling you, we have to be in this position where I fear the Lord alone, and my decisions all hinge upon that one thing. Because if I don't, if I do things out of spite or out of, I, I don't like what I see happening. Because your flesh and your internal person is unsanctified most of the time. Hello. Oh, I know, I know. I'm talking to everyone. Y'all are sanctified in here. You are believers and you are sanctified. But I'm telling you, there has to be a place where we live from that the Lord is trying to break through and move us into a place where I fear the Lord only and my decisions are made in that way only. Not some of the time, but all of the time. That's why I feel like when he spoke this to me, I'm like, so... I, want to, I, I just want to answer to him in my commitment to the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? That means not that he's doing things that I'm afraid of. It means that I have this awe and respect and this wonder of God, and I don't want to miss what he's doing ever. And so my, my, not my behavior, but my heart response. Hello. Not my behavior, but my heart response is like this. I, I want to please the Lord, and when God is beginning to speak to me, I want to do what he's saying to do. I don't run. I don't, hello, flight. How many know when things get hot, we run? Oh, I'll get a drink of water on that. Some of us, some of us don't like it when the Lord brings the heat, and we run. And God's saying, no, don't run, don't run, don't run, don't run. Because I'm, I'm about to meet you. And we think that because things didn't go the way we thought, that God is not, no longer there and he's not waiting for us. But no, 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 it's the contrary usually. I feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting us to come into this place where I am a completely amazing steward with what God gives me. And so I want to just touch on, to, on stewardship for a minute because if, if God is about to do everything he said he's going to do, and I believe he is, then I have to steward well what he's already given to me, right? And that becomes not a, a drudgery or a job. It becomes how I live my life. <laughs> See, I, I want us to, I'm going to get a little heavy for a minute, but then I'll, I'll, I'll lighten us up at the end, Okay. I promise. Luke 16 and verse 10, because I, I, I had to just start thinking about some things, because as, as God begins to grow and increase, ready? We, we want to be in a position that I'm a super good steward with what he's given me. Hello, this relationship right here, he's given me. I have to be a good steward with it, right? Every relationship that I have in this room, I have to be a good steward with. I don't spit on it. I don't treat it unfairly. I treat everyone without partiality. Oh, come on. I treat everyone equal. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person that I love everyone in this room, so I have to be a good steward with everyone. Amen? And not one person trumps the other. Except for that one. She's the only one. I know, I know, I know. That's partiality. But... It, that's how it should be. All right. So I'm just going to read this. Verse 10. Did I tell you Luke 16? Tell me when you're there. You're there? Word. Okay. Verse 10 says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful in all so much. And he who is unjust in what is, in what is least is un, unjust also in much. Therefore, ready, verse 11, important verse. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous, in unrighteous mammon, then you, shall, th then you will commit to those, to your trust. Excuse me. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? And if you have not been made faithful in, what an, in what's another, another man, another man's, excuse me, who will give you what is your own? No servant should, be, should serve two masters, for either he will hate the one 
and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. And I'm not going to talk about money at all. I just want to talk to you because really, I feel like what the Lord was talking about, he wasn't talking about money. I mean, he was talking about money to an extent, but he was talking about what I do on earth with the thing that I have in my hand and the relationship, because it really does, it's going to affect relationships and the people all around us, right? What he gives you on earth. <laughs> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make a clarification before I go on. We're, because we are wealthy or, 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 we, or we don't have as much money as, as the next person does not, dis, does not distinguish how spiritual we are. All right? I'm just making sure this is going to be clear. Because, because there's a mentality even in church that sometimes if, if we're in, you know, because some of the old saints, just they left all their riches and went into poverty so that they could serve the Lord. But see, that's because it had a tie to them, so they had to cut the tie to the heart. See, now we have, there's, a, there's a mindset in the church that if, if you got too much, it's not good. Or if you have not enough, it's not good. Well, which is it? Oh, it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and I'm just, I just want to put the, the, the money part out of it. I just want to say the Lord is looking for us to be good stewards with everything that we have so that he can increase our spiritual riches. What does that look like? When my spiritual riches, it is called the fruit of the Spirit of flourishing in my life, and I believe this. I believe this. I truly believe this. As I'm walking on the earth and my life begins to reflect that I am a good steward with that which he has given me on the earth, he increases me in the natural and in the supernatural. Are you hearing me? Do I, do I think that that's a scale for something that, that the Lord is, it's a constant? No. I believe this, that sometimes as I'm a good steward with all the things that he's been given with if he gives me one relationship and I do well with that, then he's going to give me more. So that means as, 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 as a continual con growth in community, seriously, I want you to listen to me. Because all of us need to be good stewards with those around us. Ready? Not just with the, the one that's, you know, that you hang out with all the time. Okay? Yeah, yeah, that's only my wife. That's right. <laughs> No, because God is trying to open the sphere of, of how we treat one another and wants this to be really a community because there is there are things that, can you see, the, like if someone comes in here, like there's people that come in here all the time, but some of us, we don't even pay them any mind. Oh, I'm just going to say it. Okay? There's some of us that we, we, we have our group and it's okay, but, you know, the Holy Spirit, and there's a lot of people that aren't here, but the and they'll hear, hopefully. But the reality is, I know that the Lord is wanting to expand what we have community-wise. And when he does that, we have to be good stewards with what he gives us. Amen? So it can't just be us 12 and no more. Or us 40 and no more. It should be able to grow with, the, with the, what he gives us as an expansion to our capacity to love. Are you hearing me? Because there has to be a there has to be a solution to the to the non-solution that we have in community in the church. Mm. Because there, there, there's a constant moaning. No, I'm serious. There's a constant whine. They don't love, we don't know how to do community, we don't know how to love one another. Jesus said the way that we'd be, I wasn't I really wasn't gonna get into all this. But Jesus said that they would know, we would be known by what? Our extravagant love for one another and those around us, right? Because I have to love the lost as well. Oh, somebody. Even the ones that we think are completely demon-possessed, you need to love. Because Jesus, when the demoniac came out of the caves and said, who are you? You know, they already knew. Why are you here? He didn't say, oh, man, he stinks. He's been locked up in a cave. I'm, I'm going another way. No. He said, this dude needs freedom. And with a word, he spoke, and he was free. And so there has to be this place where we love one another in such an extravagant way, one another, and it expands because this is stewardship and this is riches in the kingdom. Oh, we'll get it. We will get it. We will get it if I have to pound it the whole month of January. 
I'm telling you because there has to be. Can you see a harvest in the seed? And I, when I say that, can you see what God is doing in the seed that God has given you? Can you already see the harvest in it? Like if he gives you a person in your life or he gives you some certain thing in your life, can you see that there's a harvest already in what he's given you in a little seed? And I think we have a hard time seeing the harvest in just a seed. You getting, are you tracking with me? Because can you see provision in the little? And, and again, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about God gives me some little thing, a little gift, and I don't ever use it. Or I don't even want to talk about like a gift. Like I, I have the, the, like I can see a little bit of, of peace coming in my life. How do I steward that peace? How do I steward patience? Oh, how, how a little bit of, because I used to be really impatient, and then God put me on the rock pile. No, it's, you think it's funny, but I'm like, shape rocks. You think it's, and I used to have kids, young guys that would come in, they just start whacking it. I said, go ahead, make a stone, one stone. That's it. Put it in the wall. All day long, one stone. I'd be like, you know, in between tending for us. But the idea was this. If he can set one stone or if he can get through it, he'll be all right. I'll tell you, maybe none make it through. <laughs> maybe none. Because a big piece of granite that we want to set into a wall, and that means, that means I'm shaping something and I'm, I'm hitting something that does not want to break. And God wants to use something in our lives like this. And it, and, it could, and, it, and it really can come out in any different way, many different ways. Like drawing. Why I don't draw is because I'm impatient. I can see it, but I can't produce it. So I chose walls. <laughs> great. great. Use way bigger. It could take me four months to do a wall. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I want to see things instantly. How many want to see things instantly? Come on, you're Americans. You want to see it happen now. I want to see it happen now. Come on, no more delay. I'll take that scripture. But the reality is God is trying to get us to a position to post up so that we wait patiently for what God's about to release. And so sometimes, sometimes the Lord is just waiting for us to be patient, kind, Love, enduring, you know. We don't envy. How many want someone else's life? Forget it. No, seriously, because this is this is like predominant in the church. We start looking at Instagram and we look at social, you know, all the celebrities, and we want to be like them. Come on, be careful of who you're following with the check mark. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Can you see the king and the shepherd boy? I mean, there's kings all around. And can we see the king that we're sitting next to that may not manifest kingship right away, but they're hungry and they desire to be in a place where they're going to, to be the, the overcomer and walk in the fullness of, of the kingdom. And maybe it's not manifesting right now, but God is wanting to do that. And, and sometimes we just can't, we can't get there. But God is going to bring us here. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. And now I rejoice in my sufferings for you. This is Paul. And fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the, in the afflictions of Christ. For the sake of his body, which is the church. Now, how many want to suffer? And take up some of the sufferings that Christ didn't accomplish. In the, I, I mean, what is, what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ? Whoa. And that, that just takes us a total pendulum swing on what suffering looks like. And what preparing for stewarding what God's about to have, right, pour out for us. So, which the which is in the church, right? It says, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which, is, which he has given me for you to fulfill the word of God. See, it wasn't about, it was about Paul fulfilling what he had been given. That was meaning there were churches, there were, how many know churches are people? 
Oh, my God, you can't go to church without finding people. And I'm telling you, there's, there's a place where the Holy Spirit is trying to get at. Come on, Mr. Apostle, Prophet, Teacher. <laughs> he wants to get at you in a place where you now are looking at the body and saying, I will take the affliction. Oh, I'll take it so that you don't have to. Oh, if I, if I could just get in a room with people that had done this before me and just begin to throw questions and ask, oh, and, and, we, and we want the shuba-duba double portion right away, and we haven't gone through anything that anyone else has gone through. Right? Because we think we're entitled to it because we're the next generation. And I'm just saying this because God is trying to bring us to a place where we're really patient and ready to go into the new place that God's bringing. He's bringing you to a new place. I promise you, he's bringing you to a new place. And God is saying, listen, I will do it. But you need to just bear with me and listen to what I'm saying. And you need to steward what I've given you so that it can expand and increase. Amen. And so it says this. It says, to fulfill the word of God, verse 26 says, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations now is being revealed in, to his saints. It's being revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Jesus Christ. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Ready? The Lord is trying to... Oh. There has to be a place where the Holy Spirit is bringing us, and we, we are completely, completely, completely trusting him ready because when tr listen the lord gave us his holy spirit to abide inside of us can i tell you we are either grieving the holy spirit or we are delighting the holy spirit can i tell you the holy spirit doesn't just hang out and say i'm content right I feel like there's a play, there is something that the Lord is saying in this, that as I steward what he's done and doing in my life, I don't want to grieve him. I want to steward what he gives me. And as he gives me the more, how many, come on, we, we've been howling about more for, two, for a month. I want the more. Give me more. God, I desire more. God, I'm believing for more. And you should. I'm not saying let's not be in that. I'm, I'm not saying just step back from that. We are believing for God to come in more. More of what? More than already what he's done in the holy, in all of what he's done inside of you, which is the hope of glory living inside of you. I mean, more of that. What is more? The problem, I'll say, the solution is this. The solution is this, is that as I steward well what he's doing, the expanded kingdom begins to unfold inside of me and it begins to take over my body in every way. And I, I am not afflicted by anything, but the presence of God begins to expand and ignite and go on, just increase. It's the increase of his kingdom. See, I want the Lord, just as, as he came, I, I want to be like Mary and Joseph. I want to protect him. I want to walk with him. They didn't, can I tell you, they didn't know that the Magi were coming with all, come on, bank accounts. Oh, you think they came with little? Oh, no. How do you think Jesus funded his ministry? I'm telling you, there was a dowry that was given to Jesus at his birth. And angels and all of heaven came to usher in the release of the King of Glory. How much more, how much more in these days that we live in right now is he looking for a people that will take and protect what he's doing, that will steward the very thing that he's doing inside of you, and they will begin to all of a sudden be overcome by his goodness, his mercy, and they will not be shaken by the things that are going on outside there. 
You cannot be shaken by the things that are going on all around the circumference of the planet because I am telling you, you have to have your eyes fixed. Deliverance is here. You already have it. Healing is here. I know it hasn't manifested fully, but it will come in fullness at some point. I'm telling you, as we steward the good things that he's already given to us, all the little things that we think are just little seeds, and we, and we can take the, the healings, the small healings, headaches, <laughs> come on, a backache, a neck. That's just one thing. That's just one aspect of the Lord. God takes a little bit in your life and he overcomes one area and you still don't fully feel free. But I'm telling you, as we steward that one area, as I steward that one area, it becomes greater and greater and greater. It's not always about the big boom. It's sometimes about the gradual stepping into what he's doing in this moment. Are you hearing me? Because I have to be a play, in a place of, of divine witness to say God did this, and I may not be, I may not look like I'm supposed to completely, but I'm telling you, God is trying to bring me to a place where I'm completely free. There has to be that place. Ready? I, and, I, and I just kept going through Colossians, and I just bumped into this because I want the Spirit of God to be so mighty on my life. And, it, and, it, and there's this. It says family, and I, I'm going to say it's speaking about family and spiritual riches. Because if I look at this, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 18 says, Wives, submit to your husbands. Oops. Husbands. No, no I'm just going to read it all, okay, and then I'll make. Because <laughs> I'll get myself in trouble fast. Wives submit, no, and this, she's super good. She gives me enough to hang myself. So, wives, submit to, you, submit to your own husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. And husbands, love your wives, and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well and pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, don't provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Ready? Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not in eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. Stop right there. Sincerity of heart. Listen, you are all bond servants. I'm just going to put us right there. You are all bond servants in this place. To who? The Lord Jesus. Come on, I got mine in already. I tried it the other day. It still goes, right? I've got my ring. And I'm a, a bond servant of Christ. Ready? This is good for us. This is good for us tonight. That the Holy Spirit comes in and wants us to be greater in our yieldedness and our spiritual life towards the Lord, but also in the practical. Ready? Whatever you do, do it as heartily as to the Lord and not to men. That means in the menial things I'm doing in life. Remember Brother Lawrence, who would be anointed doing dishes. Come on. He'd get whacked in the kitchen by the Holy Spirit because it was the menial little things that he didn't care. The Lord was in everything. And this is where we get confused in the church. He's not in this. He's not in that. No, he's in everything. He's in all things. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. So I want us to be in this place where everything is important. How I do the stuff in the house of the Lord, it's important. Am I okay? I'm, I'm, I know I'm the pastor, but I, I'm just going to say that it's super important because how we treat one another in the house of the Lord, oh, it's super important. It's how... When I step out there and I go home with my wife, how I treat my wife. Ready? It's how my children treat me. It's how I treat my children. Oh, my goodness. You can't go anywhere. The Lord is everywhere. Right? So I have to be, like, above reproach in all things, not because I'm trying to be better. 
It's because I love the Lord so much and I fear him and I want to do everything according to his purposes. Then I just yield myself. Like that stubborn thing inside of you has to die. That stubborn thing that you stomp when you don't get your way. Oh, come on. I, she'll tell you. Not, yeah, yeah. Plea the fifth. You should do it now. You're on trial next. <laughs> At least I'm doing it in public. No, the reality is I don't want to do Right? I don't want to do it. And it didn't come out the way I thought. And I'm just like, come on. I want it this way. Well, too bad. It's got Parmesan instead of feta. I don't know. You know? Eat it. I don't, I'm just saying. Okay. It is real life. All right. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not to men. Knowing that, that from the Lord... Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. I said it. And there is no partiality. This is so crazy because the Lord is like, listen, I could give you a good hyper message like I kind of did last week about the new wine. And I feel like God is wanting to pour out new wine and new wineskins for us. Amen? But I can't expand into the new wineskin until I get this working right. And so that, I know, a lot of pastoral preaching tonight. But there's realities because God is wanting us to grow in this way as a body, as husbands and wives, as individuals in community together. And we pray for husbands and wives, for everyone else, too, who's looking. I know, I know. But there's a reality that God says if we, if we just continue to show up and love well, watch what happens. This is my exhortation to us tonight because I want to be able to show up and love well every day. Amen. Not just on my good days. Come on. I get cold. I feel a little cranky. I don't feel good. You know? I'm allowed to be a jerk. No. No. No, God's trying to get at us. When you fast, ha-ha, <laughs> smile. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me. No, because that's when God's trying to get at that flesh, and you are just like, no, I'm fighting. And we want freedom, and God says, fast, and you're like, no. No, I'll fast this. That ain't even on the list. Oh, come on. Here's just, I, I felt like there was some things that the Lord was speaking to me this week, and I'm just going to list a couple and, and run through them because if we show up and love well, it's really going to be awesome. It's really going to be awesome because I want us to just have our eyes. Number one, I just want to have our eyes on the Lord. I know we, I know we say we do, but I want to have my eyes on the Lord and worship him only. I don't want to worship the stuff. I don't want to worship a building. I don't want to worship any of it. I want the Lord to come in power. I want him to come in strength. That comes by me magnifying him only. That's the gospel, right? I, I love him. I, I just I can't. And I, I don't want us to give up on mystery. And this is super important because you have to be in a place where you are looking for God in the mystery, in the stuff we don't understand. And God is trying to get, don't give up on that spot. Do you understand what I'm saying? What does spiritual richness look like? What, is, what does spiritual wealth look like? It looks like that place where you're, you're allowed to go into the wonder with God whenever, whenever he calls upon it. Oh, come on, there's going to be so many things that we don't understand and why, why it hasn't happened the way we thought. Are you good? Don't ever think that you've arrived. That's number three. Don't ever think you've arrived. Can I tell you that God is trying to pull us into a place of awe and wonder, and we will understand that we have never arrived until we go to be with him in glory. And I don't care how big the ministry would get. I don't care how, how many people you're influencing. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. I know I'm not supposed to say that up here. I don't care. I don't care. Because God is trying to get us in that place where we don't think that we've arrived. Ready? Reject Arrogance at all costs. Pride will send us at a fall. Arrogance and being prideful, it's a stumbling block. 
if I could have stars all around this one, it's stay soft in God's presence. And see, all these things, when I said to you before, out of, out of the heart, ready? The wellsprings of life. It, as soon as the heart gets cramped up or jammed up with stuff that people have done to us or things didn't go right or, thing, you know, we've got excuses, we've got lists. That stops, that takes the pliability of what God's trying to do in your heart. Like, I'd rather just be a mess over here every time. I just don't want, I don't even want, like, order of service can be an idol. No, it gets in the way for me. Pray for me. Because, oh, like, what are we doing next? Not that I have to have it all in order. Believe me, with a fluidic church. You know, we just fluid. But I'm just like, God, what do you want to do next? What is the, you know, the, the rope is going, and I'm like, okay, what is the jump next? What, I just want to be fluid. That means whatever he does, I'm ready. If he comes in and totally aggressively takes over, I want him to. I felt like I saw the Lord kicking doors down tonight. And he wants to kick doors down. Are you ready for him to kick doors down? I know. I, I don't see Jesus that way. He's humble. He's, you know. No, no, no. Sometimes I see Jesus come, and he's really gentle. And then other times, he's just smashing stuff up and getting it out of the way. You know? And I want him to be that way, right? And so be super soft in the presence of God. Number six, be unapologetically wild. What does that mean? That means don't get stuck in religion. And don't apologize for going off the... Come on. Come on. I don't have to look over here. I, I want you to be wild for the Holy Ghost. I want you to be wild in what God is doing in your life. And you should be unapologetically like, Jesus! Because he doesn't care. As loud as I can get, he doesn't care. Ready? Laugh at your mistakes. No, this is important because every time we're in a prayer meeting, every time we're in a prayer or a corporate thing and you think you got something, guess what? If you make a mistake, it's okay. We'll all laugh. That sounds bad. But, <laughs> but you understand, that gives you freedom to do whatever you need to do. It shouldn't be like, I'm in this religious box, and if I kick the side door out, it's going to all come down. No. We're still here. I've made plenty of mistakes. Amen? Laugh at your mistakes. Ready? Try new things. Oh, get out, get out, get out of norm, right? We have to try the new things. We have to be, if, if God's saying you're a pioneer, what does that look like? Just prepare me if you're trying new things. No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Be lovers of God and not works. Okay, these are super important. You must love God and not the works of God and not serving. You want to serve, but you don't want to be loving the work. I, this place needs to be a house of freedom, and it is. But I feel like every now and then, we all of a sudden, I feel like a mold tries to come on us. And believe me, I'll be kicking. He'll be kicking with a lot of people in here. be kicking the sides out. So God is just saying, just... Please, be lovers of God and not works. Ready? Look at your neighbor and say, never stop growing. Uh -uh. Don't stop growing. Why? Because in 2022, God's going to flourish you into this amazing new life that you didn't have when you were here, right, today. Like, in 12 months, you should look different in a good way. Okay? Okay, so never stop growing because anytime what happens is we can get in the mundane and we get dull and then we drop our arms. <laughs> and what happens when you're in a fight and you drop your arms? Come on, someone takes a whooping. But I, I don't think of it like that. I think of it like as, if I'm not moving, 
And if I'm not moving towards him, then I'm not being transformed into his glory. So just, just don't stop growing. You can always, come on, old dogs can learn new tricks. Come on, young dogs can learn new tricks. Come on, I don't care if you've been in here 30 years, 40 years, it doesn't matter. You should be able to be in the new. In the new. It's time for you to walk in the newness. And be consistent, and this was huge. Be consistent and wait on the Lord. And I feel like this is a huge thing coming into 2022. Waiting on the Lord is going to be something that we're really going to, to learn about. Because there has to be, in order to ascend and go to high places, we have to learn to wait. That means you shut down all the busyness that's going on. How many get jammed up with busyness in the, in the brain? You have to, the Lord, it's important that we learn to shut everything down, put the phone away, all the tablets, get away. You got a paper Bible? Yes? Everyone in this room? You need a paper Bible. That just, you got to get away. And so be consistent in waiting on the Lord. And, I, I, and watch, because it's all of a sudden going to flourish into brand new, new things that God's going to do. Ready? Because you're going to. You're going to get revelation, and you are going to be unapologetically wild. You are going to step into the new thing. You are not going to, you know, hold back. You will be a lover of God greater than ever. You, you'll be a lover of God, not works, because when you get into the place with the Lord and you, be, and you get at his feet, he just begins to. And the last thing is always follow Jesus. I don't know, that might be redundant, but I don't think it is. I have to end with an exclamation point when that is always follow Jesus. His word leads you to him. And, his, and he leads you to his word. <laughs> he is the word, and he, he's looking for you to step into the fullness of his words over your life in this hour. So I, I'm telling you the remarkable thing, I'll repeat it again because I feel like this is so important, this quote that I got from Oswald Chambers. The remarkable thing about God is when you fear him, you don't fear anything else. Whereas when you don't fear God, you fear everything else. And so the Lord is about to un unleash powerful things on your life. Just position yourself for it. And coming into this place of waiting, God wants us to wait and be strengthened so that we can go to the higher places. Amen? So I want you to, I want you to just stand with me. I don't know if I got anybody helping me today. I just want to I just want to wait on the Lord for a minute. You're going to do that with me, right? We can practice together. There has to be a place where we just release all our thoughts, ready? I'm going to coach you in it for a minute. You know, sometimes sometimes perceived that if I was to say something about emptying your mind it may be taken as new age but all the desert fathers all the Celtic saints all these prophets who hear from the Lord they know this one thing about emptying themselves so that they hear the voice you want one voice you want one voice. And so, Lord, we just give ourselves right now completely to your presence. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you just, we ask right now, you're going to just say, I'll just say it for you. How's this? You just clear my mind, Father, right now. put it down, every thought, even, even thoughts that were just provoking, even in the message. Lord, we just put them aside. 
We can look at them later. We can think of them later. And we just put you right in the forefront right now. So it's in this place where spiritual riches just begin to come and they drop. We thank you that they're pliable. But right in this place, Lord, where you can move on our hearts right now. And so we want to be a people that ascend, Lord. Lord, I'm thankful right now. I'm thankful for every gift that you've given me, every person that's in my life. And I just release that to you, God. I want to be a good steward with what you're about to do in this next season of my life. So we thank you for a thankful, we just have a thankful hearts right now. And with gratitude, we just sit in this place. We receive all your peace. you give to us, not as the world does. But we thank you for the peace that comes from heaven, comes from above. We thank you for joy. speakable and full of glory.